Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary yet again. Thank you very much. Uh, real quick, let's say some pluggy things. Uh, the social media for this show is at Dictionary Pod, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Facebook is The Dictionary. You can find it. My personal is at Speedjampar. Feel free to follow me. Uh, whatever. Just like my photos, please. Uh, there is a Google Voice number, 917-727-5757. If you want to call it and you can leave a message and then I can hear it and maybe I'll put it in a show episode. Uh, there is merchandise. There is a T public link in the show notes if you want to buy something with the, the logo or other things that I've made. And email is dictionarypod at gmail.com. This is just in case you want to get in contact with me for any reason whatsoever. Uh, Please rate and review this show. I sure would appreciate it. All the podcasters got to say this this kind of thing. It, It helps the algorithms, helps other people learn about it. If you are a fan, you must, you must do this. Share this show. Subscribe to this show. And uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's fine. Uh, go check out uh, Jonah and Tom's work. Their information is in the show notes. They made the theme songs. And if I get more theme songs, then I will talk about more people and put their information in the show notes as well. And if you want to make your own theme song, you can make a short one and send it to me. And if I like it, I'll put it in. All right. We gotta, we gotta talk about the words. The first word in this episode is the third form of dip, D-I-P, noun from 1932. This is me. It is a stupid or unsophisticated person. I just like to call myself a dip. It is a back formation of dippy, D-I-P-P-Y, which, uh, yes, we will see that in a couple episodes. By the way, I have to say, this episode is filled, filled to the brim of fun words to pronounce. So that's, yeah, yeah. All right, what's the sound effect going to be? It's going to be... The next word is the fourth form of dip, abbreviation for diploma. Did you get your dip when you graduated? Yep, I got my dip. Oh, good, we have our dips. Put your dip on the wall. The next word is DIP again. It is all caps, D-I-P, abbreviation for dual inline package or dual inline packaging. And I have no idea what that is talking about. The next word is the beginning of the fun words to pronounce and say and spell. Dipeptidase or dipeptidase. It's uh, spelled like it sounds with an S at the end. Dipeptidase. Noun from 1927. Any of various enzymes that hydrolyze dipeptides, but not polypeptides. That is a dipeptidase. Next is dipeptide. We just talked about this in the previous one. The, the, The dipeptidase are enzymes that hydrolyzes dipeptides, which is a noun from 1903, a peptide that yields two molecules of amino acid on hydrolysis. And I'm not going to have a lot to say about many of these words in this episode, so sorry about that if you love my my chitter-chatter. 
my banter with myself. <laughs> Diphasic is next. D-I-P-H-A-S-I-C. Yes, the rest of these words are going to start with D-I-P-H. And that's going to bring up a whole fun pronunciation thing. So diphasic is an adjective from 1881, and it is having two phases. The di prefix means two, yet again. Anything that has two phases, the days, day and night, two phases. Um, that's it. Now, there's lots of other things that I'm sure are diphasic. Next is diphenhydramine. Diphenhydramine, noun from 18, 1948, 1948. An antihistamine, C17, H21, N, O, used especially in the form of its hydrochloride. That is diphenhydramine. Next, diphenylamine, diphenylamine, or diphenylamine, or diphenylamine, diphenylamine. Oh, noun from 1872, a crystalline, pleasant-smelling compound used chiefly in the manufacture of dyes and as an indicator. I don't know what indicator means here. What is an indicate? Does it indicate? It indicates when a thing, what a thing, where a thing... I don't know what it indicates. Diphenylamine. Uh, The chemical compound is... uh, the, the, The letters and the numbers, I will tell you. The first part is in parentheses, and it has a subscript 2. So C6H5, with the parentheses around that, and a 2. And then we have N and H. Diphenylamine. Next diphenylhydantoin diphenylhydantoin I'll quickly spell this one d-i-p-h-e-n-y-l h-y-d-a-n-t-o-i-n diphenylhydantoin noun from 1937 the synonym is just phenytoin phenytoin P-H-E-N-Y-T-O-I-N. Phenytoin. So this is from di plus phenyl plus the H-Y-D from hydrogen and the antoin from elantoin. Diphenylhydrogen elantoin got shortened. I I should put shortened in quotes. Shortened to diphenylhydantoin. And it's just phenytoin, phenytoin, phenytoin. The next word. Diphosgene. Diphosgene. Yeah. D-I-P-H-O-S-G-E-N-E. Diphosgene. Noun from 1918. A liquid compound... C2CL4O2 used as a poison gas in World War 1. Hmm. Hmm hmm doesn't say where this word comes from. Uh it's probably something based on the chemical makeup. 
I feel like maybe we should put a link in the show notes for this one so we can learn more about what is this poison gas, who used it, how much did it get used. Yeah, diphosgene. I love that name. I just love how that one, just how it sounds. Diphosgene. Next. Diphosphate. Noun from 1826. A phosphate containing two phosphate groups. Because the DI prefix means two. Next is diphosphoglyceric. Diphosphoglyceric acid. That's the second word. Diphosphoglyceric. Noun from 1959. A diphosphate of glyceric acid. That is an important intermediate in photosynthesis and in glycosis and fermentation. So this is something about, well, plants. The plants do the photosynthesis. And uh, important intermediate. It's also important in glycose, glycolysis. I don't know what I said before. It's important in glycolysis and fermentation. Fermentation is when, you know, the sugars, they, uh, they're sitting around for a while. Maybe it's, it's starting to rot, and then the alcohol is created. That's about all I know about fermentation. And so diphosphoglyceric acid is important in that, that stuff. Also glycolysis and photosynthesis. The next word diphosphopyridine man why 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 all these crazy words diphosphopyridine nucleotide two words noun from 1938 this synonym now i don't know if this is an acronym where it would be all caps or not because the synonyms are already in all caps the synonym is nad n a d and, uh, you know, I, uh, I guess, I, is that just uh, how this word gets shortened for some reason? Or is a NAD a different thing and this is another name? I don't know. Diphospho, how do you say this? Diphospopyridine, diphospopyridine nucleotide is NAD or NAD. Next is, now this is where we get the fun pronunciation with the PH sound. The official pronunciation is diphtheria diphtheria but a common not entirely correct pronunciation is diphtheria and it is spelled of course d-i-p-h-t-h-e-r-i-a and the p-h makes an f sound so it is officially pronounced diphtheria noun from circa 1851 an acute Febrile contagious disease, typically marked by the formation of a false membrane, especially in the throat, and caused by a gram-positive bacterium that produces a toxin causing inflammation of the heart and nervous system. I mean, I've heard of this thing. I never knew exactly what it was, but it's not a good thing to happen to your body. Um, and I still don't understand. I don't know if I said that word febrile correct. Uh, an acute febrile, febrile. It's a contagious disease. So that's first and foremost. If you get this, you stay away from the people because you don't want to pass it along. 
uh, gets in the throat, it's a bacterium, and then it uh, messes up the heart and the nervous system. So this sounds very bad. Diphtherial, no, I see, I'm so used to saying dip, I just thought that's what it was. Diphtherial is an adjective, and diphtheritic is also an adjective. And of course, you can also say diphtherial or diphtheritic. You can, you can say it. It's fine. I will allow it. So this is from the Greek diphthera, which means leather, like the hardy material that is made from the skin of killed animals, leather, uh, because that is from the toughness of the false membrane. Hmm. This false membrane sounds interesting. So I guess if you have diphtheria, there is a membrane that's created maybe by it that doesn't exist normally in the body, and it's very tough, like leather. Hmm. <laughs> Let's put a link in the show notes for diphtheria. Next. <laughs> Diphtheroid. Diphtheroid. First form, adjective from 1861, resembling diphtheria is diphtheroid. It's like it. It's similar to it. Maybe it's related to it. Next. Diphtheroid second form. Noun from 1908. A bacterium. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's backtrack real quick because I forgot to say that the uh, the gram-positive bacterium from diphtheria is called Corinebacterium diphtheriae. That first word is spelled C-O-R-Y-N-E, bacterium. Corn, corin, corinbacterium diphtheriae. Okay, now back to the second form of diphtheroid. A bacterium that resembles a bacterium of diphtheria but does not produce diphtheria toxin. Well, that's fascinating. Uh, and the genus name is, uh, again, Cor- Corinbacterium. Diphtheroid. It's kind of like diphtheria, but not quite. Next. Diphthong. And yes, this is another one of those words that a lot of people pronounce diphthong. But in this case, in this case, I think that is actually one of the uh, more appropriate definition or pronunciations but um which is interesting because it is very clearly spelled d-i-p-h-t-h-o-n-g diphthong but i think i always said diphthong but i will now try to say diphthong when i am talking about diphthongs which is now it is a noun from the 15th century one a gliding monosyllabic speech sound that starts at or near the articulatory position for one vowel and moves to or toward the po- the position of another. And the example of this would be the vowel combination at the end of the word toy. Uh, if you want to hear me talk more about pronunciation and how to say words and things, you can uh, you can check out my very short YouTube series on my YouTube channel, which is at SpeedJampar. Uh, there's a whole series of videos where I teach you how to talk backwards, and it's all about the pronunciation. It's not the spelling of the words, it's the pronunciation. 
And so while I have not used the word diphthong, I have talked about how it's the, it's the shape of the mouth. How are you how are you using your mouth and changing the shape of it to pronounce pronounce uh, sounds? And so in the word of toy, it's two vowels together and you have an O sound and then you go to the E sound, toy. And if we wanted to say that backwards, just because I brought that up, uh, you would go yot because you start with the T, toy, and then you go yot. That's that's just a quick little hint at what you would get if you watch those backwards talking videos. So yeah, diphthong, two vowels. It's one syllable, but it's you're getting two vowel sounds all in one kind of. Okay, number two for diphthong is the word digraph, which we just had. Where is it? Uh, we just had it not too long ago. Here it is. Uh, two successive letters whose phonetic value is a single sound, like the E-A in bread. Now, in that case, you're not making two vowel sounds. It's two vowels making one sound. Um, but also, it's other things like, you know, it could be uh, the C-H in chin, or also the number two was just a group of successive letters. Two, two letters in, uh, together is also a digraph. So a diphthong is also just all of that. And then number three for diphthong is the ligature A-E or O-E, and both of those are combined to kind of create one letter. Uh, so the A-E is combined like the right side of the A is combined with the left side of the E, and I believe that one is called ash, if I remember correctly from the beginning of this podcast. And then the O-E is the same thing. The right side of the O is combined with the left side of the E, and I don't know what that letter is called. They're ligatures. I have not heard of ligature in this context, uh, or maybe I have and I didn't know it, but I don't know exactly what that means, so we will learn more about that in the L's. And then diphthongal, or diphthongal, that is an adjective. It's relating to a diphthong like a diphthong. Uh, so the etymology says this is from the Greek diphthongos, which is from di plus phthongos, P-H-T-H-O-N-G-O-S, which means voice or sound. And then you put the D-I and it becomes two, so it's two sounds, two voices, which of course makes sense because in the word toy, we had two sounds that are combined to make one. Toy. Toy boat, 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 toy boat. Okay, next word. Diphthong eyes or diphthong eyes. So it's diphthong and then we added an I-Z-E. Verb from 1867, starting with intransitive. Uh, this is talking about a simple vowel. Just a simple vowel, not a complex vowel, a simple vowel. And it is to change into a diphthong. And I don't really know what context this would be talking about. To change into a diphthong when... I do, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should put a link in the show notes for uh, for diphthong and diphthong eyes probably specifically diphthong. Uh, if you are not aware, uh, most of my links come from Wikipedia. 
I think it's a very good starting point. I know people have issues with Wikipedia, but it is a very good resource. It's There are references and footnotes, and it all has to be reviewed and, and all that, so it's, um, it's a good place to get a whole bunch of information. And then, of course, you can go to other places. Um, but yes, I, I approve of that. So, diphthong, Wikipedia page, go check the show notes. Transitive for diphthong eyes is to produce as a diphthong. So I guess if I'm diphthongizing my mouth when I say toy, yeah, yeah, I am diphthongizing. Diphthongization or diphthongization, that is a noun. Next. It is a prefix. Uh, diff, I think you would pronounce it diffy or diffio, something like that. Uh, it, it means double or bipartite, as in the example diffiodont. Diffiodont, yes, that is how you pronounce that because that is the last word in this episode and I looked at the pronunciation. Diffiodont, and the prefix is diffi or diffio. And the etymology says it is from the di prefix plus fein, which means to bring forth. And there's more at the word be, be. So yeah, the di prefix definitely makes sense because one of the definitions is double, so two of a thing. Uh, but then yeah, bringing forth, I'm not sure. Bipartite that could also mean two in some way. Next. Diphyletic. Diphyletic. D I P H Y L E T I C. Adjective from 1902. Derived from two lines of evolutionary descent, as in diphyletic hadrosaurs. What? Two lines of evolutionary descent. How? What does that mean? How is that possible? I don't fully understand that. I find this fascinating. So there's two lines, and then what does that mean? That the hadrosaurs, uh, when maybe maybe there were two lines of evolution, and then those two creatures mated and had the hadrosaurs. I don't know. We definitely got to put a link in the show notes for diphyletic. Huh, yeah, that's that's interesting. And our last word, diphyodont, D-I-P-H-Y-O-D-O-N-T. And before we even read the definition, uh, we know the D-I-P-H-Y prefix means double or bipartite, and the odont part, I think, means tooth. So something about double tooth, Something like that. So what is it? Adjective from 1854. Marked by the successive development of deciduous and permanent sets of teeth. The deciduous teeth are the ones that fall away. Um, some animals, like sharks, uh, they, they're just constantly making new teeth. Uh, humans, you know, we have a set of deciduous teeth and then we get the permanent teeth. So marked by the successive development of deciduous and permanent sets of teeth. So I guess would humans be diphyodont, diphyodont, because we get deciduous teeth and we lose them 
and then the permanent teeth come in and they stay. And then if you lose them, if you don't take care of them, they ain't coming back. You got to take care of your teeth. And uh, yeah, I'm going to guess that diphyodonts or humans are diphyodonts and there's probably a bunch of other animals that are. Like I, ca- I think cats. I think I've seen uh, I think I've seen baby teeth come out of my kittens, and then they get their permanent teeth. All right, quickly reread the words if I can. We had dip, 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 dipeptidase, dipeptide, diphasic, diphenhydramine, diphenylamine. Diphenylhydantuin, diphosgene, diphosphate, diphosphoglyceric acid, diphosphipyridine nucleotide, diphtheria, diphtheroid, diphtheroid, diphthong, diphthongize, defi or defi, that's the prefix, diphyletic and diphyodont. Wow, that really hurt my brain. Okay, well, I think that uh, the, the diphthong, that's probably the one that I'm most interested in here. I do, of course, love the very first word, dip, which is a stupid or unsophisticated person. Feel free to call me a dip. I don't mind. I call myself a dip all the time. But I'm not going to pick that because I picked dip as the word of the episode in the last episode. So let's pick diphthong. A diphthong is... No. Uh, I, I, I can't think of a lot of words off the top of my head that make up diphthongs. Um, toy has a diphthong. What are some other words that have diphthongs? That's it. A diphthong is a sound that is from two vowels that make a new sound. But don't pronounce it diphthong. No, you can. It's fine. Okay, that was fine. Uh, this That was the end of page 352. And we're going to have more fun words coming up real soon. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing information goodbye bye maybe that's a diphthong the y and the e bye bye